Welcome, Pathfolk, to the Find the Path Ventures actual play of the Hell's Rebels Adventure Path. Where we are going for the podcasting record of how many secret doors we can find in a single dungeon, because seriously, there's, there's a, lot. a lot. Yeah, they like their secret doors down here. I mean, who doesn't like a secret door? Dude, yeah, whoever whoever designed this was like, you know what we need more of? Secret doors. Guys, it's a thieves' guild. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. We're not even in the still. thieves' guild anymore. We're just in some <laughs> random place. It's still part of it. We're still in the thieves' guild. This is where they smuggled their stuff. I mm. thought this was the. I thought this was flooded all the time. Is this not the flooded no, all the time this part? They no. Flooded. This I mean, they flooded oh. to get away. Yeah. This is technically speaking, officially referred to as the quote, smugglers' tunnels. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I mean, so it's part of the Thieves' Guild. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there might have been water in here um, beforehand, but it wouldn't have filled up the entire tunnel, just enough for somebody to get a boat through or something. The characters but. are actually having this conversation, because you know Lucia would have been like, we're not even in the Thieves' Guild anymore, and everybody yeah, would have been like, yeah. We all just yeah. stop, pause, and look back at her all Lucia, at once. just because like, the walls are made of stone now doesn't mean it's not part of the <laughs> building. <we> left. <laughs> to be fair, Lucia has not done a lot of adventuring, especially none in caverns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Victoria just makes a note to um, give you some like mystery books so that <laughs> you, you have an idea of what could be happening. <laughs> the Adventuring 101 book Lucia should have read like years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> but welcome back, everyone, to the continued exploits of our heroes, the Silver Ravens. I suppose jumping back in when we had left off, our heroes in the Smuggler's Tunnel, still part of the Thieves' Guild, <laughs> <laughs> had delved deeper into the lair of the gray spiders beneath the burned out ruins of the lucky bones casino had gone again as we kind of mentioned uh, i think in the episode a couple episodes back had gone through the various layers here of uh dealing with the cultists and then dealing with the ghosts and haunts then dealing with some scum uh then dealing with a devil now and mm -hmm. now they're going back to hopefully finish off the scum situation i think is the plan Yep, that's the idea. Well, and if we're lucky, Secret Tunnel will put us secretly behind them. <laughs> <laughs> we're, getting to the, we're getting to the core of this uh, this onion dungeon one way or another. That's true. That's where they keep all the onion knights. Oh, what no. What is the core of an onion? Is there, is there a core of an onion? I guess there is. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just a denser part of an onion. I would assume. Sure, we'll go with that. Well, because but, onions are kind of circular, and then there's like a little weird part. There's a thing it's in the edible. center, yeah. Jordan has cut an onion, but he couldn't see if there was a core through all the tears. He just okay. didn't <laughs> Weirdly apropos story. So I used to work at a witch witch, was one of my first jobs, and we made onions by the hundreds with a little mm. machine that would like, you know, cut them up for you and stuff. Mm. And I would have to leave the entire thing, go out the back and like cool off because I would just have tears just like running down my face. I'm so sensitive to onions. Are you allergic? <laughs> no, I'm not allergic. They just make me cry a lot. Fun, I suppose, semi-useful side note, uh, bubblegum. Mm -hmm. If you chew gum while you're cutting onions, it helps. Kind of floods your, your olfactory <laughs> senses with other smells. All of that notwithstanding, this is not the... Uh... Olfactory. Yeah, olfactory. I thought you said oil factory for a oh. second, and I was like, what? No, oh. your <laughs> olfactory senses. I mean, we're Texan, but we're not that Texan. <laughs> <laughs> There's oil in them, their noses. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've heard of mining for gold, but that's a new one. Oh, God! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyway, the party had uh, run into a drowning devil. Mm -hmm. A fight had then ensued after you'd had a brief conversation with him about potentially releasing him from his contract and then decided, um, no. no. <laughs> it was a lot of legal analysis to go, wait, we can't do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Pretty much. A brief battle had followed. Actually, a relatively difficult fight, honestly, mm -hmm. had followed that. Uh, eventually leading to uh, all of you defeating said drowning devil. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Well-timed crit from Lucia at the end there. Woot. Yeah. Fighter. At which point the party had uh, 
gather themselves together to keep going. And before you'd actually left the room, however, Victoria had spotted a, an irregularity in the wall with her something uh, odd. One might continuing say. Yeah, something odd with odd. her continuing maybe <laughs> maybe op. That's audibility of uh, I spot every Art. single. It's, door it's, it's not really op because you have to be in a place with with secret things like secret doors mm. and stuff, and we just happen to be somewhere where it's nothing but secrets. <laughs> I mean, basically, if there is a room, how do, how do they describe it? Um, it is so incredibly vague as to be ridiculously effective. <laughs> it's like you notice anything it. that's in any way out of place, right? It is the GM should provide a character with a with the That's Odd Investigator feed a hint whenever the character enters a room with hidden aspects, specifically with <laughs> regards to hidden passages, creatures... Or hazards, or valuables. So, so uh, nouns, basically, people, places, mm, things, yeah. ideas. <laughs> the GM does not need to provide clues for rooms that have no significant secret or hidden features. These clues should indicate only that a character should investigate a given section of the room, not automatically allow them to uncover a hidden element. So, basically, if you look at a room and it says "let the PCs make a perception roll," you technically should give the "that's odd" to the investigator before anyone rolls a perception roll because she's already aware that there's something over there to look at. Hmm. I do love the idea of it working for creatures, too. So it's like an invisible creature, and you're like, that's odd. You should go look over in that corner there. And it's like yeah. you look over there, it's, you reach out a hand. You know what it is? There's flesh. It's my witcher sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe just yeah. a witcher sense. Or yeah. it's, that thing, yeah. it's that thing in a lot of video games where you can, like, close your eyes or the, the screen changes or something, and you can just see things that aren't that's, there. That's mm. yeah. literally what you're saying. It's your eagle yeah. vision. It's your listening mode. It's your detective mode. It's eagle your... Eagle vision, detective mode, Witcher sense. I just like yeah. Witcher sense because yeah. I Witcher like sense Witcher. Is fun. Well, mm. it also I makes suppose. more sense than, you know, Joel's ability to superhear through walls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, all Texans have that ability. a great game, but his hearing was supernatural. <laughs> that is true. Is the great descendant of Roger Kusher. But anyway, you'd eventually fought against that devil. You'd found this secret door. You had opened that secret door, which is actually, I think, where we left things off. You'd had a brief mm -hmm. discussion about what your current situation is. However, you are still being accompanied by the five members of the Asasazi scouts that you had rescued from the prison down here. Ava, Saracia, Menu, Equelin, and Valmain. The five of them having come here to find the Chelish diva Shinsen, who unfortunately has been missing since the Night of Ashes and instead had been captured by the scum and then locked away down here until you had shown up and, uh, and helped rescue them. Unfortunately, uh, now you're kind of in for a penny in for a pound because if you leave, it's likely that the scum will go and alert their, uh, you believe, Algothu master. Mm. Yeah. A creature that you think goes by the name of Minithaguru, or at the very least, that's the name that has been thrown around by the scum. Yeah. Yeah. Which sounds bad. I don't think we want him to know about this place or no, them to know about this place. definitely not. Well, they might already know about this place, so we're mm. going to have to figure that out. As a rule, anyone with a name of more than four syllables is probably bad. Probably. <laughs> probably. There are also four silent X's in that name. Jesus. <laughs> Which Don't is also that. how you I know they're evil. <laughs> They're actually the bad guy of the whole campaign. <laughs> it's like one of those uh, MMORPGs where somebody wants a name, but it's already taken, so they put like seven X's behind it. Yeah. Yeah. Just mash the keyboard until you get something you can pronounce. I do. I do always like. I don't really like it in video games where you get to like the final boss and then you kill them. They're like, oh, but wait, here's chaos or something like that. Mm. But mm. I do actually like it in the adventure paths where you have a primary villain until you reach like book four and then you defeat the primary villain and you're like, where are we going from here? It's like, remember that guy that you met way back in book two? No! Yeah, he's the big guy. He's the big guy. 
Curse yeah. your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I, honestly, they do that quite a bit, and I always appreciate that. Hmm. Are, you, you appreciate the betrayal? How oh, dare. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I won't go into details, but uh, see Mummy's mask. If, if you wonder why mm. we have trouble trusting people, it's this. <laughs> Just in life. In life in general. <laughs> yeah. But I suppose to set the scene once again, all of you find yourselves still in these flooded tunnels. The walls of these, uh, this natural stonework surrounding you on all, this, on all sides, uh, covered in some uh, growth, some plant growth here. Although considering the constant flow of the water, it's actually difficult for the plants to get much of a hold on the surrounding uh, walls. The floor here, however, covered in a, a thin layer of this sediment. The silt that kind of flows past you as you stand here is, again, you're, uh, I think most of you have sunk down to the bottom, so you're not having to make yeah. swim checks all the time. Yep. Except yep. for Nicolo, who can just uses assurance and swim without a problem. It's like when you're a kid and you're like, you sink down to the bottom of the pool and you do the kind of little bouncy float. That's what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After Nicolo and uh, Lucia managed to lift this off to the side and slide it to the side, they look back to find Cesare, Vittoria, and Adria having a little tea party at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, you had actually slid aside this large flat piece of rock that had been obscuring this other passage out of this chamber. Uh, again, I think I likened it to that perfectly shaped stone from uh, pitch black that just mm. just conveniently fit that crevice perfectly. <laughs> like it was meant to be or something. And after sliding this aside, it had revealed a passage leading um, a direction you haven't gone yet. However, I think I'd mentioned right there at the tail end that uh, those of you standing at the mouth of this can tell that this passage, while the water here swirls much more so now that you've opened this and, and let a current into there, uh, the current here is not nearly as strong as this is a side tunnel that's flooded by the water, but it is not in the direct path of the uh, current making its way in from the uh, western portion of this area and then uh, in the direction of where you'd seen the docks before. Well, Nicholas slides away his crowbar. I suppose we're checking out this place, right? Nowhere else to look. I mean, we didn't move the rock for nothing. <laughs> I suppose you've got a point there. You then immediately roll the rock back in place. <laughs> <laughs> rock we take up, one look down the passage down. and go, it's dark there. Close. Yeah, <laughs> I don't it's care. It's dark everywhere. <laughs> I was going to say, Nicola doesn't care. It looks the same no. to him. <laughs> yep. It's all the same in the end. Uh, but yeah, I think in that case, um, let's go on ahead and start uh, start heading down that passage. Especially if it helps us get the drop on the scum. Mm. But I suppose you make your way forward. Nicolo swimming up at point. The tunnel here is about, eh, give or take, about seven feet wide. Although, again, it is not a excavated tunnel, and therefore it is not uniform in width. But mm. approximately seven feet wide, uh, roughly about seven feet high. Wide enough for the for two of you to swim somewhat abreast, although you then have to uh, close in ranks as you move your way forward. Nicolo, you take point. Quickly swim forward, about a distance of some 15 feet or so, mm. before you reach an intersection. Um, as you swim in here, the tunnel narrows slightly. Again, this uh, area is somewhat lit, although not well enough for, uh, in essence, someone that did not possess dark vision such as you do to easily navigate. But there is this phosphorescent growth across the surrounding walls. And uh, floating here and there, you can see the, uh, the swirling mass of dirt that kicks up. However, it is not nearly so dense to the point that you can actually see relatively well as you enter into this area. Hmm. The tunnel branches off to both your left and your right. Uh, left actually descending slightly, sloping down, pretty much in the same way as the tunnel you were in previously, and heading mm -hmm. back again in the direction towards the docks, maybe? Uh, to your right, it slopes up slightly. Although, again, you're swimming, 
so it doesn't really make much of a difference there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is the current any different here? Um, there is almost no current in here. Okay. There's just the swishing from the uh, the water that's flowing back and forth. Um, you think that you probably disturbed this area a lot more because the water is still flowing in because, again, it's basically the water is flowing down. Hmm. The water is still flowing in from where you've opened up the secret passage behind you and seems to be flowing out to your left. Like if you're bringing up a hand, you can kind of feel the way that the, the grit is sliding between your fingers hmm. as it flows back out into this, uh, uh, the wider, you're going to assume a wider area to your left-hand side. Although again, this tunnel slopes up off towards your right at about a 30 to 40 degree angle. Oh, wow. So relatively hmm. steep. Yeah. Although again, you're swimming. Well, looks like we have a choice. We could either go left again back in the direction of those docks that we keep avoiding, um, <laughs> or go right and uh, ascend up for a bit. Well, last time I made a suggestion, we ended up in the presence of a devil, so I'm going to leave it to someone else this time. <laughs> uh, Even if this connects back to the docks, it's just going to take us back out to eventually the sea, so we should probably go the other way. Sounds good to me. As the druid thinks to herself, technically speaking, all water eventually leads yeah. to the sea. <laughs> I'm talking about the tunnel yeah, itself. Yeah, I know you're talking specifically <laughs> pertaining towards the tunnel. <laughs> all right, then uh, let's uh, let's do that. That was a more defeatist mentality, really. It's kind of the way that, technically speaking, gravity always wins. Mm. Yeah, true. Yep. You'd survive a fall off the Empire State Building if it wasn't for that dang gravity. gravity. Well, I mean, it's more... It's more the concept of even the, because uh, eventually everything will gravitationally pull back down into a single point once again. Unless you believe in the, uh, the actually, heat death of the universe, yeah, which is a different there, there's theory. There's the other theory that it just keeps expanding and we all freeze to death, so. When it comes to stars, gravity always wins. Mm. You can only keep exploding so long. Niccolo, <laughs> you make your way forward. Uh, swim out into the, uh, the tunnel, the rest of your companions following. Turn and begin to make your way up the slope, where you can see that uh, at the very least, this tunnel opens up. Honestly, after a distance of no more than about 15 feet or so, you find yourself uh, swimming. Uh, technically speaking, by the way, the current in here is only a DC 10, and therefore all of you can be swimming if you'd prefer to move slightly faster. Um, yeah. Yes. But eventually you enter into a, I would say, well, I was going to say small chamber, but honestly, considering <laughs> the size of it, it's about 25 feet. It's small compared to where you were previously. It's about 25 mm. feet across, maybe <laughs> some uh, roughly 20 to 25 feet wide, depending on where you are in there. Hmm. This, uh, again, naturally formed cave. Looking over the chamber as you swim in, there's another drowning devil. Roll initiative. No. no. <laughs> oh, God. His twin brother. You killed my twin brother, Shershagot. Yeah. I am Shershago. Yeah. <laughs> Shershagib. No. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, God. You swim your way forward. Again, this chamber is, uh, is relatively large. The ceiling in here reaches up to a height of some maybe 15 feet in overall height, making it one of the larger chambers. Phosphorescent lichen grows on the walls of this cave, although portions of this have been purposely scraped away in a vast swath. Some you'd say eight or nine feet wide and about four feet high at approximately a level of um, where are you on the ground, starting at about shoulder level for most of you. And instead, someone has carved into the stone walls here. In addition to that, off towards the side, you can see a collection of items. Uh, looks like there's uh, carving tools. Hmm. Oh, it's not like somebody got a sharp rock and went to town in here. They were actually no, like, prepared. This is actually carving tools here. Well, I mean, that's... Um, what looks to be a collection of carefully laid out clamshells. Somebody hmm. lives okay. here. A number of odds and ends 
fishing rod kit, which is rather odd for being underwater here, but it's a, like a collapsible yeah. fishing rod that you can take apart into three parts and put inside of a storage box. So they've got gadgets and gizmos aplenty? <laughs> There's also just a variety of what you can honestly just consider to be detritus. Um, there's Who's a metal bucket over here full yeah. of a variety of different rocks. Just odds and ends. For your that's odd, it's rather odd that there's a collection of items over there. <laughs> yeah, I, I would like to take a closer look. <laughs> also carvings look. on the wall, that's odd also. There are also carvings on the wall, but those are obvious. So uh, I want to look at some carvings. Mm. I would like to take a look at the who's it's and what's it's galore. Is there? Is this a dead end? Uh, it, it appears to be like a dead it. end as far as, uh, as far as all of you can tell. I will join Adria in looking at the carvings. Okay. I suppose I too shall look at the carvings because I can't look back down the way that we came to guard our rear because uh, I can't see. So I'm going over to the people who have the light. Mm. Fair enough. I'd actually like to take a look around and see if I can tell how recently anyone's been here besides us. So, Vittoria, go ahead and make me a perception roll. Nicolo, go ahead and make me a survival check. Cesare, Lucia, and Adria, go ahead and make me a society roll. Uh, That's a recall knowledge. So first off, Vittoria, you swim your way over. You settle down, you begin looking over this. Uh, actually, have Victoria make me an Arcana check as well, if you have it. It's not my strongest. Are you sure I can't roll a cult or something? <laughs> no, no, afraid not. Victoria, you swim your way over. You settle down. Again, there's these uh, this collection of items here. You do notice a reoccurring theme. Almost, again, like someone, uh, someone decorating for home. Someone decorating the bathroom, like possibly someone we know that has a nautical theme for their hey, restroom. It's Jessica. <laughs> Jessica likes nautical things for her restroom. We bought her a crab. We did. But that's going crab mouth. Lamp. It's not in the... Not in the <laughs> There's a crab lamp sitting on this table. Over <laughs> <laughs> it comes to life and it beats you with a light bulb. It's true. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, that would be funny. It's very good use of animated object. Hilarious. But settling down over here, again, like there's a part of you having seen the scum up until this point that wonders if all of this is stuff that they've just kind of reached up and and dragged off the edge of a dock when no one's paying attention. So there's a collection of things like a slightly damaged crab cage here. There's a variety of, like, again, there's a bucket that they've just filled full of rocks. You don't know what the Mm. purpose of these rocks are. Mm. However, you do note that there are three things of interest here. First off are the carving tools. These appear to be of human make. However, it looks like whomever was using this was not actually using a hammer. Um, Using a hammer and chisel to try to carve underwater is rather difficult. And as such, you think it was actually being carved, scraped into the surface of the wall by sheer brute force. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Okay. As really only the chisel here seems to have been used well. Mm. Secondly, you find that there are those perfectly arranged clamshells of which you pick up, turn this over, and someone has painstakingly engraved the inside of these shells with extraordinarily minute handwriting. You aren't positive, in large part because you don't speak what language this is in, but you think in some sort of weird way, each one of these has a hole in the bottom so someone could wear it as like a clamshell necklace if they wanted to, or Hmm. loop them through on their hip. Well, that's very interesting. I'm not as well-versed in magic, but I think these shells might be a spell book. Huh. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. I'll look at that in a moment, Cesare says, thinking I'm going to steal these clamshells. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, nobody will fight you for them. You're the only one that can use them. Ava, who's traveled in, again, all the aquatic elves are basically waiting Mm -hmm. in the tunnel outside, chimes in that occasionally our people will engrave spells into 
anything that survives well underwater, and clamshells survive particularly well beneath the waves. I wouldn't be surprised if the scum possibly have taken up the same practice. Mm. Seems that way. Interesting. The last thing that you note is there's a single item of some interest. Initially, again, it just looks like detritus. Um, It just looks like there's this, someone has been trying to make a rough crown out of like collected bits of shell wrapped together and held in place by cord or thread until you realize that the base of this crown that it's being wrapped around in is a silver ring, a very large silver ring. One with tiny arcane runes scratched into it. Hmm. Hmm. Very similar, in fact, the exact size as the damaged end of one hey. of those pump pipes <laughs> uh, that you had seen uh, that has been slowly bastardized into this crown. <laughs> <laughs> well, how dare they? This, this is uh, a bit more useful. Um, I figure she starts taking off some of the other detritus and is like, I found a pot. I think the wizard side eyes you for saying the spellbook isn't useful. <laughs> well, I don't do magic. Yeah, Ch- Chesare might give you yes. the side eye for a second before turning back to the wall. <laughs> there are fourth level spells on those. Actually, you don't know how one level spells are. Yeah, yeah, we, true. We're going to find out. Oh, hey, that looks useful indeed. Uh, it does look like someone is going to have to hammer this out because uh, obviously the, shall we say, more oblong shaped heads of the uh, the scum does it look like the ring would perfectly fit and so it's been a little bit warped yeah this unusual jewelry Nicola you look over the ground here you look over the the walls you kind of consider the items here having since it is an open roll um, I believe you have rolled a perfect 20 I have rolled a perfect <laughs> 20 boy, yes yeah, <laughs> You can tell that someone was here, not just that someone has been here relatively recently, but almost along the lines of someone was here in the very recent past. As in, mm. you think, like you, you swim your way over, you find this uh, sea urchin mm. that someone has used a rock to crack open. Oh. And, uh, and only half of it is eaten, as if someone's meal was interrupted while they were down here slurping down this urchin mm. and then got oh, sorry, up and buddy. left. So, uh... I have a feeling that whoever was here probably heard our fight next door. Mm. Uh, how you figure? Because uh, there's like stone between us, right? So like uh, no sound goes through. They must have heard something because they left their lunch. Nicola holds up the urchin. They may have heard <laughs> us trying to open the door. That did take us a few seconds. That's true. also true. Either way, I mean, they know something's up. Well, we never were going to get the element of surprise anyway, I suppose. <laughs> No, no, we weren't. Ah, well. We're a generally sneaky group, but it's hard to sneak swimming. Yeah. Swim sneak. We're definitely not as graceful underwater. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's good to know. So, Lucia, Adria, Cesare, the three of you swim over here, look over this wall, and note three things of interest. Oh, no. Another three things. Firstly, I like the rule of three. That's the first thing you find of interest. No. Um, <laughs> we already knew that. <laughs> first off, this is not all... There is writing here, but this is not all writing. Whomever carved this has a shocking and disturbing aptitude at art. There is something very organic about the artistic designs carved onto this wall. These repeated motifs that at first you want to think are waves... 
And then you think might be something more akin to the patterns made in sand at the bottom of the ocean. Until as you look at it for a while longer, you're like, that looks oddly organic. Is that Almost a tentacle? Tentacle. It's again like you found the wall carvings of the scum equivalent of Geiger. These twisted <laughs> oh wall designs wow. that are very disturbing and actually give you a bit of a headache if you try to like stare I, at those. I, oh, Cthulhu no. Faton. <laughs> no. ah, my brain. The second melting. thing that all of you note is there is handwriting on here. However, that being said, it does not appear to be. Um, actually, all of you passed a high enough check to know what the handwriting, at the very least, the language is. It surprisingly is not Algothu. This oh. is actually written in the extraordinarily reviled Aklo language. Oh, no. Oh, great. A language that, uh, how do they describe it here? Melks your brain. No. Um, <laughs> I mean, what doesn't? It is found in remote pockets of the Darklands and is thought to have otherworldly origins. It seems to be spoken by creatures as diverse as Lenorms, Neothlids, Algothus, Shoggoths, Gibbering Mouthers. Honestly, mortals actually even struggle both to learn it because of the complexity of this language and speak it because it requires many vocal sounds that humanoid voices cannot produce. Which means we are not Great. meant to speak it. As a fun side note, it does share a surprising similarity with gnome. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So vaguely feyish. Hmm. Wait, are we trying to say that Cthulhu is a fairy? <laughs> That's wonderful. He does have tiny little wings. <laughs> oh, he has that little wing. Oh, my God. <laughs> he has tiny little wings and a big, big, happy belly. Oh, Cthulhu is a fairy. If oh, my God. Especially if He's you look at the silly. original Lovecraft st mm. sketch, sure. he has little tiny little God. useless wings. So, mm. so funny side story. And he's also really chubby. So funny <laughs> side story. Rick and I actually went to Providence uh, for yep. one of our vacations, and we got to go to Brown University and see... <laughs> the sketches and, and writings of H.P. Lovecraft. And there is one that I took a picture of and I want to recreate and maybe like put it on a shirt or something because it is a little chubby Cthulhu it's sitting Lovecraft's on like a stone drawn. block or something yeah. and he yeah. just looks so sad. Yeah, that's the, that's so the one I'm talking cute. about. He's like so chubby and he's just sitting there and he has these little so tiny much. wings yes. and it's like, oh, sad Cthulhu. So Rick was, Rick was trying to make this terrifying and we've suddenly turned it right around on him. <laughs> That is how our tiny mortal brains can fathom Cthulhu. Our characters are starting to just weirdly giggle for no reason. You know, it's a little mild insanity. There you go. Oh, did you find it? Did you find it? Oh, it's yeah, on the yeah. Wikipedia entry for is Cthulhu. It really? Oh man, yes, that's funny. This is so <laughs> he's just having a think. He's just having a think. <laughs> yeah, he's he's the thinker. He's yes, deep in thought. But yes, you can tell that this appears to be carved in the Aklo language. That isn't good. Uh, no. What isn't? Um, uh, so the the writing is Aklo? Chesare leans around Adria and just looks at Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know how I know this, Game Master. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I read about it somewhere, but... um. Oh, you, you may not have. It may have just come in some real weird dream you had once. I read about mm. it in a book that blew my mind. <laughs> my dream in Unknown I saw it in a cave once. Oh. Anyway. It is a very, very rare and indicates we might be dealing with something a little more serious than just a 
group of random scum. Well, we mm. knew that they were seven, some sort of bad guy, right? Some sort of, you know, I make a wiggly, like, tentacle motion uh, <laughs> kind of a guy. I mean, we just assume they have tentacles. I mean, they drew a bunch here. I mean, I think they do tentacles. have some sort of master. That's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, can you interpret it at all? Do we have any idea what it says? What? Yeah, what is trying to l- read a language? So looking this over, trying to ascertain exactly what this uh, this might mean. We're switching systems, guys. Everybody make a sanity roll. Pull out those character sheets I made of you that say Call of Cthulhu on them. Second Bloodborne, I don't want my insight too high, but I need it high enough to be able to figure this out, (laughs) even though it might melt my brain. Mm. I need to play Call of Cthulhu. My inability to roll would actually be an asset. Sometimes. You know (laughs) your reverse luck would apply in Call of Cthulhu, Yeah, no, I've been rolling rocks that entire time. (laughs) I understand all the insanity. So as far as ascertaining something pertaining towards this and take this for how you will Hmm. one of you does think you have a good idea of what this actually means interpreting the artistic (laughs) designs the phrasings on the wall (laughs) (laughs) just some sort of swing right there because um oh my gosh (laughs) why did i get it looking over this again there's the language is truly difficult to understand, but the artistic skill, the talent that went into this gives an almost strangely artistic representation. Funny enough, it's actually really, sorry, we just went on a Lovecraft tangent earlier, but funny enough, it does just remind me of how often in Lovecraft, at the Mountains of Madness is the most famous example of uh, people looking at wall carvings and being able to ascertain vast swaths of human history from just looking at a wall <laughs> yeah. carving. Yeah. Or extraterrestrial history. It's like, oh, well. I don't know how I was able to ascertain that they had democracy from this so, depiction here of giant star-headed <laughs> barrel monsters. Not a 90s cut, but 2000s yeah. cut. It's like in Predator versus Alien when they're in the pyramid and they're like, we know the entire history by looking at this one wall. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's a, I feel like Alien, Alien v. Predator had a lot of inspiration drawn from At the Mountains of Badness. Probably. Mm. Anyway. I love that movie. It's so bad, it's good. <laughs> or just um, bad. Um, I think I kind of know what this is. Yeah. Really? This looks like this is about the city, the the history of what's been going on. Kintago. Yeah. Huh. This says Minathaguru, and you see it a kind of a couple times here. It's almost hmm. like a report. I mean, kind of. Now, here's the weird part. Kind of hints something about us. Like they kind of know about the Silver Ravens. Huh? Well, I mean, we have been doing things around the city. Yeah. Or maybe they know about the former Silver Ravens. Yes, is it us? Or no, because this part right here talks, uh, well, not talks, but like mentions Barzillai's taking over of Kentargo, and this symbology over here is for the uh, missing Lord Mayor. Hmm. Um, so definitely recent. Yeah, and this one, this one is the Night of Ashes right here. There's like, you know, burning stuff and murder. Is there anything before that? Um, no, but the last part of it here at the bottom is talking about kind of like uh, taking over Kentago? Um, so it seems like they've got spies throughout the city then. They've been keeping an eye on what's been happening above ground. Yeah, it it kind of implies here that Barzillai is sending scouts and soldiers to delve beneath the streets of the city like they're looking through the sewers or like we are right now. So does it seem like they're mm. cohorts or are they on opposite ends? I can't really tell, uh, to be honest. It kind of makes my head hurt to look at this, but it 
I don't get the sense that it's anything more than like a report of what's happening. Although, why would they put it on the wall here? I don't really know. Cesare will float over next to Lucia and kind of take her by the shoulder and steer her away from the wall. <laughs> this is Lucia's Oracle origin story right here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. It's Jordan's plan to rechain his class every book. <laughs> <laughs> now he's an Oracle. <laughs> Guess how? I don't think you should look at this anymore. All right, Lucia. It could be dangerous. Maybe it's a uh, report they're leaving because they plan on leaving this place. So maybe it's for the next group that comes in. They can be caught up to speed easier. Oh, like a, a, a change, changing of the god. Yeah. Well, it's good to know. And uh, I suppose we should be prepared for them to be more informed about us than uh, than we might have otherwise expected. <laughs> Yeah. I don't like that sinister little laugh. Don't like that at all. Don't do that. <laughs> no. Because <laughs> sometimes I can't tell if it's like, oh, there's an invisible person in this room and it's actually somebody cackling in the freaking corner. <laughs> <laughs> invisible squirrel pops up and steals the spellbook. <laughs> don't you start now too, Ross. <laughs> Rick's going to do that thing where he's like, you could have sworn there were three seashells here. Now there's only two. Oh, man. No. <laughs> We've been through this. <laughs> One of us a mimic that's already climbed inside of your bag. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh man! If I mean that's that's a master stroke all, right there. We all need I'd a have pet to applaud mimic. that. Uh, the spellbook mimic. mimic? <laughs> That'd be pretty yeah, fun to put in the headquarters. We already but, have uh, Mindelfeck. Between the two of them, mm. I, I don't think that's a good idea. Mm. But then you're gonna have to get a whole bunch of post-its so you can stick a bunch of post-it notes up that say "not a so mimic." Not a mimic. Not a mimic. <laughs> not a mimic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why does this one have two post-its that say, not oh. Ah, crud. <laughs> Cesare would pat Lucia's shoulder gently before going and looking at these maybe spellbook shells. <laughs> so Cesare is swimming over there looking over this. Uh, yeah, these do in fact appear to be spells. And that you could uh, actually take these and then use these as a means by which to add new spells to your spell Ooh. repertoire. Well, okay. Cesare That's takes cool. them immediately. <laughs> Raven's just sitting there chilling out going, I wonder how they're doing. There's just a, a giant, like, you know, shove <laughs> in and there's like three seashells just deposited. You open up the back later on and she's just wearing them as like a little aerial bra. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah, oh please. She would. So looking over this, um, you can tell that there are a number of spells here, although this looks less like a wizard's permanent spell book mm-hmm. and more like you think this is part of a set. Hmm. And that he probably just went like, these are the spells that I'm going to need because I'm traveling. They're mm-hmm. his flashcards. That's basically <laughs> wow. instead of having to lug his entire like collection of seashells with him, he just took the ones that look like they'd be the most useful. Hmm. Mm. All right. Well, I suppose it's down toward the docks now. Yeah, it seems everything's going in one direction. All right. Let's go the hidden passageway, I suppose. It might be somewhat advantageous. The okay. current is at least slower through here. True. So I suppose we will reform and swim down now. All right, Ravens, reform and roll out. (laughs) (laughs) But, Niccolo, I suppose you swim up to point. Lead the way for the rest of the crew. Mm. As all of you queue up and begin to make your way out from these tunnels, out into the, you're going to assume, the dock area. Swimming down the tunnel, you reach the intersection that you initially came through earlier uh, before beginning to make your way further and further along following the tunnel as it goes east, kind of following it down the slope now, until eventually up ahead, Niccolo, you see an opening. Mm. Approaching this, you are able to swim forward and out. As you do so, exiting into, uh, you believe, an area probably somewhere near 
judging from what you saw previously, where the the docks were. As you swim forward, you enter into this, I would say, spacious, although again, for Niccolo, for the rest of you, you can see a very short distance. For Niccolo, every once in a while, the silt clears enough that you can see further Mm-hmm. Uh, into the utter darkness, although it's still cloudy. This uh, It's almost more difficult in kind of the way of like having your high beams on during fog. Oh, As yeah. the light's coming in behind you, you're like, oh, it's actually making it harder for me to see. Yeah. Everyone, turn off your lights. <laughs> <laughs> the current in here is strong. Not as strong as where you fought before, although mechanically speaking, the DC is just the same. Mm. Uh, strong enough that uh, while Niccolo can continue to swim without effort, the rest of you struggle a little bit or possibly sink down closer to the bottom to be able to uh, maneuver in here with greater ease. Niccolo, as you make your way forward, though, you see ahead of you the strange sight of this submerged wooden pier and boardwalk extending entirely into this flooded cavern. Suggesting, of course, at some point that the water level in here was probably no higher, judging by the level of the dock, no more than about six feet deep. Mm. Although currently it is flooded all the way up to the 20 foot high ceiling of this chamber. Okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. Off towards the far side, you can see a single rowboat. Mm. Judging by the damage to it, you can't tell how long. It's obviously been down here and rotting for some time, um, as has the dock itself. And were you to take over this place, you think replacing everything down here would be necessary, yeah. considering the amount of uh, waterlogged damage to everything here. Mm-hmm. Mm. However, further ahead, you can see the vague outline of these. Uh, again, as the water shifts, you can see the vague outline. I think Lucia saw them briefly when she was at the door um, looking in here once before. These odd barrel-shaped objects five feet wide and eight feet long. Although again, you can only see them where they sit at one end of the uh, the flooded boardwalk. And these long beards of algae hang from the cavern ceiling here. And they're giving this almost weird feeling of being upside down, as if you're looking up at grass above you. However, your eyes are quickly drawn to the occupants of this chamber. Uh-oh. You see darting movement at the edge of your vision. Again, for Niccolo, who can see very far. You think you see some figures ahead and off towards maybe your left, although again, just barely at the edge of your ability to see through the clouds here. And then you think some securing the exit from here, the way that would lead back into the first chamber that you entered. Far off towards your right-hand side, uh, you think that you see further movement, although again, the size of this cavern is difficult to determine. However, closer at hand, all of you see without really even uh, needing to roll Cesare at the bare, bare edge of his vision considering he's pulling up the rear, but the rest of you somewhat more clearly. Two figures beneath the dock. These two creatures are a strange hybrid, would be the easiest way to describe them. There's something fish-like about them. There's something eel-like about them. As they have these long, sinuous bodies, these blood-red spines that run the length of these frightening creatures. Mm. However, the front portion of them has a head and two claws similar to those of a lobster that protrude hmm. off of the front of its body. Just giving the way it you this said that, like a lobster. <laughs> like a lobster, huge and red. Huh. <laughs> I will go ahead and give it to all of you because uh, you are all native Kentargans. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, pretty sure. Yeah, basically. You would all be aware of the very least what these are, even if you don't know what they can do. As reef claws are a famous oh, oh, no. in the city of Cantargo and its docks. Uh, vicious predators possessing greater intelligence than mere animals, but relying mainly on their strength and instincts to survive. Hunting fish, giant crabs, dolphins, 
um, and mm. even occasional land-dwelling creatures that come within a hundred paces of the water. Mm. <sighs> Great. Great. Lovely. However, your attention is mainly drawn to an additional figure um, who hovers above it, uh, basically settling down, planting a staff down as he settles. This scum, who seems to be larger than the others. You'd say close to some almost eight feet in overall height. Wow. With this long, sinuous tail that flows out behind him, carrying with him this, uh, what looks to be staff made of some form of driftwood wrapped in these uh, aquatic plants and vines, capped with this blue gemstone that he plants like a staff of office. As he stares down over all of you, you would say imperiously. He lets out a sound that you can only describe as a croak before making this almost, for lack of a better term, almost warbling noise. Topsiders. Oh. He addresses you in the common tongue. Yeah, that's us all right. Nice to meet somebody that speaks our language. Not by choice. I am Ungor. Sounds Klingon. We are the Olatkini. You have invaded our home. Actually, we have the deed to this premises and uh, are taking over our property, so uh, squatters need to uh, evacuate, please. (laughs) (laughs) There's the old Asmodean uh, Cesare come out. I have a piece of paper, friend. (laughs) Do you have a flag? (laughs) Tralaxian. Nothing but papers and lies. All right. How about something that uh, we care about, at least? You captured a bunch of folks who weren't just doing their jobs. The CLs glare from behind all of you. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we don't take kindly to that sort of thing around here. I see you have... I see that you have raided our prison and larder. Again, this is our building. <laughs> and found some poor people imprisoned. And freed them. Wait, which part of this was your larder? I didn't see any food anywhere. I, I think he means us. Ava points to herself. Oh, yeah. uh, right. Yeah, they were going to eat them. You have come here, killed our brothers. They attacked this first. will anger Minathaguru. There is a chant that echoes around oh, all geez. of you as if everyone goes, Minathaguru, from the surrounding water. Oh um, at gosh. least close to maybe a half dozen voices. Oh, oh. crud. Okay. When did they get here? I'm sure it will upset your friend. I don't really care. Friend, <laughs> Minathaguru is a god. He will take you and break what remains of your minds when I am done with you. You're not going to just try to kill us? If that is your choice, then I will oblige. (laughs) I will need initiative from the party, I believe. (laughs) Oh my God. Witness this initiative tracker. This is ridiculous. I don't want so many people on it. Too many people. There's a scroll bar on it. I don't like it. (laughs) I was too busy being excited we could talk to somebody, and then he was immediately very upset. The dude staged (laughs) it so that he would look like he's the ruler. Like, you know, look at me. In his defense, you did just murder like eight of his friends. We did. We did. Mm. We did. 
I mean, no I mean, yeah, he's did. not wrong. Give a little sirenscape here. Sirenscape. Ridiculous initiative bar. Yeah, this is, uh, this is wiggly. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. I am running so ridiculously low on spells. Cesare might have to stabby death some of these people. I mean, you've got cantrips. You never run out of cantrips. Yeah, mm. cantrip the heck out of you it. You and I will just electrocute people. All right, so let's do a quick uh, round table. Jessica, what did we get for Adria? She rolled a big old two for a 16. <laughs> 16, you say. All yes. right. And... Jordan, what do we get for Lucia? All right, I rolled a big old five for a 15 for Lucia. Wow. Okay. And Heather, what do we get for Cesare? Cesare rolled an 11, or rolled a four for a 15. Sorry, mm -hmm. four for a 15. Cesare or Lucia wants to go first. I think I'll go first. Mm -hmm. All right. And Rachel, what do we get for Vittoria? Uh, Vittoria got a four for a 17. Okay, right there in that 15, 16, 17 range. Wow, right. we're, yeah, we're really consistent here. Save them, Ross. Uh, Ross, what did you get for Nicola? <laughs> I uh, coincidentally got another perfect 20 for a 31. <laughs> nice. Nicola's like, I've had enough of your crap. <laughs> Shut up. And he's like, we've never even talked before. <laughs> we've heard about you. I mean, this guy sucks. I mean, he was trying, like, mm -hmm. he captured people to eat them. Like, that's yeah, just, nasty. That's just, that's just the pure definition of being terrible. Yeah, bad. There's so much other stuff to eat. Why do you have to eat people? <laughs> He's right. not a great guy. He does have cool character art, but he's not a great guy. Mm. Mm. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and go back through. And uh, Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jessica, what did we get for Quellen? Rolled a 14 for a 21. And Jordan, what did we get for Maynu? Uh, Maynu rolls a 10 for an 18. 18. All right. Heather, what did we get for Ava? Ava rolled a one for an eight. She's kind of like, I almost died earlier today. She's still a little a little woozy yeah. from all that blood loss from being crushed to death by giant ears. <laughs> and Rachel, what do we get for Saracia? Uh, well, Saracia is ticked off. She got a nat 20 for a 28. Oh, nice. And Ross, what do we get for Velmain? Velmain rolled a 12 for a 20. All right. So let's go ahead and begin combat. Round one of combat begins. Ungapa. Gets first initiative. Oh no. You're taking uh, way too much enjoyment in saying his name. Good sir. <laughs> <laughs> You're just liking that because it sounds Klingon. <laughs> dishonor on you, dishonor on your house. <laughs> Saw that thing where it's the, it's the meme of like the parent holding up the one kid while the other kid's drowning in the foreground or whatever it is. <laughs> it's like the parents oh, like yeah. Klingons and holding up the kid is talking about honor and the drowning kid is actually being honorable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. Your definition of honor is just very different. It's very alien. <laughs> it's true. It is, it is literally alien. So that does bring us to... Wow. All right, let's start off. Uh, God, there's no way I can't start big. Mm. I mean, we are clumped very nicely. Go yeah. big or go home, as they say. Yeah, he's going to swim out five feet. Mm. And fireball us? Well, we're underwater. Yeah, it probably not that. It can't be fireball, but it could be something else. You can only see so far, because right now he can he can't... Like, Cesare is just talking out of the darkness at him, because he can't actually see Cesare. <laughs> Spooky. Cesare is the darkness. Hey, they have voices from people <laughs> we couldn't hear. It's only fair we did <laughs> <Yes>. the same. <laughs> he has very limited vision, because I'm holding a light. It's the silt reduces everyone's visual oh, range to 20 right. feet. So. Yeah, it's like even I'm pretty limited. It's basically fog. Fair enough. Yeah, but he did hear where Cesare is. What's he mad at me for? Because <laughs> you were being sassy. I don't know, <laughs> landlord from the rent. From the rent. <laughs> from rent. <laughs> no, he's going to swim out. Um, he swims out five feet. 
Mm. And dives down five feet as he swims Mm. out and forward. Takes himself in line, and there's a dude in big old plate mail right there. Yo! So he is unaware that uh, that's not going to help much. As he brings up his staff, gestures out, points out, using it as kind of the focus, as this fork of lightning streams through the water, Mm. slicing it. I'm going to need a reflex save from Nicolo Vittoria, and unbeknownst to him, or Saracia, Saracia, um, as it tears through the front line of the group. Oh, man, how dare he use lightning against us? Technically speaking, although it's weird, my full plate does give me the bulwark quality. This should count still, even though it is electricity, right? Yeah, don't see any reason why it wouldn't. Nah, fair enough. So? Mm, that could have been better. All right, what are we looking at? Uh, Vittoria got a nat 20 for a 33. <gasps> Very nice. Um, <laughs> a 33 is a critical success. <laughs> and Saracia rolled an 11 for a 20. Uh, 20, unfortunately, is a failure, but still, uh, this, uh, this bolt streaks forward. And uh, Nicola? Then Nicola 7 for a 20 is also a failure. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. I was going to laugh because he didn't know that he was shooting this at a rogue. But yeah. <laughs> he's like, this guy's in plate mail. We'll probably fry him first. <laughs> well, you know. So, right. yeah, Nicola, unfortunately, maybe it is. To, there's almost this arcing effect. As the lightning bolt slams Nicola with so much metal and charges through him that it helps Vittoria just kind of roll out of the way directly behind him. However, the uh, the bolt still does strike Saracia. Yeah. Yikes. Sue. Oh, no. That's a good roll. Mm. Uh, don't get excited. That is uh, 26 points of damage to both Ow. the rogue really? as well as Saracia as the bolt slices through the two of them. Is she alive? Uh, that's exactly her hit points. Ah. Yeah, so she falls unconscious. Ah. Jeez. That you was... Remember that these guys mm. are made of tissue paper, right? Well, the regular guys are. We don't know about the reef claws or him. Well, I'm talking about our people. She's talking about oh, the, yeah, the, the elves. Yeah. yeah, the elves. We love them, but they're very, very soft. It's almost like yep. so. Unfortunately, that level. bolt again slices through, uh, strikes Saracia as uh, she lets out this painful scream. Yeah, um, as she's electrocuted by this. Uh, Nicolo gritting his teeth through it as well. Oh gods! I don't think you have tifling resistance to electricity, so no, I do not. <laughs> that takes us from Unga to Nicolo Ida. Get him. Yep, that's my plan. Nicolo swims. Nicolo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nicolo swims forward in the direction the lightning came from. Uh, okay. Uh, I will use my assurance to go in and just swim forward and down. I believe five feet as well, or is he basically surface level with me? Uh, he's currently down at five feet. Okay. He was up five feet above, but then he swam out and down. And uh, from there, I'm going to go on ahead and reach out and try to grapple him. As you're moving forward, you do note uh, two more of the scum oh, off yeah. towards your left-hand side as you begin to move forward. There's a lot of them. Ugh. All right, so that's a four for an 18. I really want to shut this guy down, so I'm going to go ahead and use a hero point on that. Ah. Okay. And that is much better, a 12 for a 26 to grapple him versus his fortitude DC. A 26. That is a success as you run forward <laughs> and leap onto him, grab a hold of him, uh, grab onto him with one arm as you begin to struggle with him, kind of like grabbing onto his wrist with his staff to keep him from mm. being able to move that. Definitely, you with your hands, definitely avoiding the fins because he is very sharp. Ah, yes. All right, this ends here. Uh, Nicolo grumbles as I go ahead and swing tolling bell with my last action. All right. You just grab a hold of him and begin hammering home. He's very confused because, again, you're wearing full plate, this but you're swimming well. This shouldn't be working well. underwater. None of this should be working underwater. How is he swimming so well? How is he swimming, swinging this morning star at me? <laughs> <laughs> 
sort of magic man is this? Surprise. <laughs> He's a magic man. All right, that is a 14 for a 24. A 24 will strike your off guard foe. All right, let's swing some damage home. Yeah. That is 24 points of damage with sneak attack. Get him. You swim forward. You grab onto his wrist as he begins to kind of pull that away, trying to bring this in line. You know, hisses as you just bring this around and just straight in and under his side, just crack through. You think ribs and kidney if they have kidneys in the same place as you crack this into his side. You hit him with enough force that it is like, as he just vomits up this geyser. Oh, God. (laughs) You're not hurting anyone else today. I find that unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that is my turn. (laughs) Taking us from Niccolo to one of our uh, our friendly neighborhood reef claws. Oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah, well. Actually, real quick, before we go to the reef claw. Uh I'm going to do a quick reaction. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> uh, what? Uh, as you crack into the side of him, he glares into your face. Menethagruel will feast upon your bones and devour your mind. He will use his action to invoke Menethaguru as a reaction. Okay. Oh, um, what? As he says Menethaguru, everyone else has basically a free action. You hear this Menethaguru echoing from all of the other people around him. Oh, great. More nightmares. Even those who do not understand his language are unsettled by what he's saying <laughs> and how he says it. I need to make a quick occultism check. What? So everyone within 30 feet can That's clearly hear him. That's a lot of area. Yeah. That is everyone. Great. Mm. Great. Does that mean we all have to make rolls? I have to make one roll. To see whether he magically does something to us. He gets a 30 on his occultism roll. Does that beat the will DC for everyone here? And let uh, me know if that's a critical success. Yeah, that is a I believe critical so. for me. Not a critical for me. Not a critical for me, but still beats me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not a critical for me. Yeah, it beats it, but it's not a critical. Yeah, I have a 10 will, so it's a critical. Okay, mm. this also affects all the aquatic elves. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, it's, it's uh, critical for it's mine. A, yeah, critical for yeah, mine. For, critical Does it count for all if she's of unconscious? No, Saracia is unconscious. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yikes. So that is a critical success against Lucia and the four uh, conscious aquatic elves, and a success mm. against everyone else. Jeez. So unfortunately, that means that uh, mm. frighten one, frighten one, frighten one. Frightened one. This is disturbing as uh, as they begin this bizarre occulty chant as they call upon the power of Minithaguru. Oh, we don't love that. Don't love that at all. And uh, a step worse than that, unfortunately, that means that uh, since Lucia critically failed. And all the elves. Except for the lone unconscious elf. Unfortunately, that means that Lucia is confused. Oh, what? No. no. Um, oh, again, no. as this blasphemy. Hits you, apparently, apparently, Lucia, I guess somewhere in the Sereni estate in their library, they had some sort of book on Lovecraftian occultism. And then uh, Lucia read it one day and it's like, oh, I've got this deep understanding of these weird occult things. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> her yeah, priest uncle checked out the Necronomicon or something. Sure. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? It was probably in the, hey, if it's written in this language, don't sign it. <laughs> it was in the burn these books later pile. And... Probably also that this, yes. Jeez. Forbidden knowledge indeed. Well, this is a real problem for me. 
This is yet more causes Cesare to have yet more concern that Lucia's mind is in a troubled state. (laughs) I'm in a bad way, y'all. Mechanically in a troubled state. Yep. Yeah. I like that. That's a new way we say confusion. A troubled state. (laughs) Cesare side eyes Lucia, but not in the like. Not in the sassy sassy way. (laughs) Not in the sassy way. More in the our my friend might be losing her mind to the you know blackness beyond the stars. This is concerning. Mm. The small child. The small child is being corrupted. So again, Nicola, as you're sitting there, is like as this thing speaking blasphemy in your face, Mm. as you're just going like, oh. God, that's disturbing. Mm-hmm. The water itself seems to vibrate a little bit with like the force of his faith. This reef claw bursts out this weird combination of like a lobster and a uh, an eel bursts out from underneath the dock, dives straight at Nicolo, mm. coming to his master's aid. Mm-hmm. We'll strike out at the rogue. Uh, I'm looking at a 22. A 22 will not strike me. Oh, so you quickly, uh, you managed to dart back and out of the way, <laughs> spinning around to the side, still like struggling with one hand on Ungolp, um, and then uh, <laughs> fighting this thing off with your other arm as it begins diving at you. It will, I was really hoping it was going to hit. Uh, it's going to go ahead and try again. All right. If at first you don't succeed, roll a total of an 11. <laughs> <laughs> Good well, advice. Uh, <laughs> does not hit me. <laughs> yep. So that takes uh, us from the Reef Claw to... So this first scum is actually going to dart in towards Nicolo as well. He's going to move uh, into fine. the flank against Nicolo. Ah, uh, fun. You are attacking his master. It won't do him a lot of good, unfortunately, but well, I guess he, he doesn't, doesn't know that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yes, he's going to swim in and go ahead and bring his, uh, his trident to bear, striking out at the rogue. All right. Uh, that is a 20. A 20 will not hit me. Meryl? Uh, Niccolo, probably not even completely aware of this guy back behind you as, uh, again, you've just been blasted by this thing. Um, just pure instinct as you feel the like the current shift behind you and just quickly dart down and out of the way as this trident comes in, glances off of your pauldron. Ugh. It thrusts a second time. All right, they're fast. They're pretty fast. <laughs> uh, however, remember. that's a we 15 as, uh, as Niccolo continues to withstand the barrage. Okay. <laughs> Armor holding up for now. A second reef claw darts out to attack Nicola. <laughs> you did the classic oh, rogue boy. thing of being right up in the middle. Yep, here the we are. Of rolling higher than everybody else. Yep, let's uh, go. Darts forward and bites out at the rogue champion. <laughs> However, that is uh, as this claw lashes out at Nicola, I am looking at a 22, which I don't think hit. No, it does not hit me. Niklo continues to withstand (laughs) this barrage of attacks as these things slam into you. Um, It's (laughs) it's gonna press the attack. It's gonna try again. I'm going to have to thank There's a 20 on uh... every die. (laughs) That, however, is a 14 adjusted. Ah, no, no, not (laughs) in that case. Yep. I'm going to have to thank Octavia later for this armor. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) As these things slam into you, again, for the rest of you, um, there's this horrible chanting sound. There's this uh, this wave of confusion that runs over everyone here. Um, or at the very least, half of the people here, including Lucia. Um, Saracia's mm. already down. Nicolo's half burned, um, already up in the thick of it. And now he's just being swarmed like a school of piranha have just descended mm. on him. Taking us from there to Aquellen. Yeah, uh, confused. Is confused. Can we talk about how much they made it confused so much worse in so, 2E um, now? You do not have your wits about you. And you attack wildly. You are off guard. 
and you do not treat anyone as your ally, although they may treat you as theirs, and you cannot delay, ready, or use reactions. Uh, you use all of your actions to strike or cast offensive cantrips, although the GM can have you use other actions to facilitate the attack, such as drawing a weapon, uh, move so that a target's within reach, and so forth. The targets are determined randomly by the GM. Mm. If you have no other viable targets, you target yourself, automatically hitting but not scoring a critical hit. If it's impossible for you to um, attack or cast spells, you babble incoherently. So Rick's going to roll a d20 and then decide who we're attacking in the initiative order. Yeah. <laughs> really, this reads to me that Rick has decided he will now play all of the NPCs. <laughs> yes, he will be playing everyone for us. <laughs> well, I already play all the NPCs, but I know what you mean. Every time you take damage, you can attempt a flat check to recover. Mm -hmm. They did make yeah. it way worse in second edition. It's way worse because you attack randomly. <laughs> yeah. There's not that chance of just standing there or acting normally. Yeah, or... not, it's not like you had only mm. a you know 25% chance of doing that. Now it's like, no, guaranteed you're doing that. Then you would go down to target yourself, then babbling incoherently. Here's how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go ahead and bounce a d12. And uh, you really want me to roll an 11 or 12. Oh, geez. Okay. Hey. No. He didn't. I did he not. Didn't. No. So, yeah, unfortunately, Quellen turns his attention on Velmain, and I will need him Ugh. to go ahead and, uh, yeah. and make his attack rolls. Is it All a normal right. attack? Does he need to use a special doodads? It says you use your actions to strike or cast All offensive spells. All right, he's going to stab poor Velmain. Yeah. Not offensive spells, offensive cantrips. True. Which was a nice mercy so that you don't accidentally use all your high-level spells. Oh, God. That's horrible. <laughs> He's going to roll a nat. I am not. You don't want Jessica confused. I always do this. Mm. Um, it's true. Uh, if Jessica's confused, she will murder, murder the party. It's murder every time. I don't know how she does so it. So anyway, Aquilin rolls a nat 20 for a 29. Oh, no. A 29 uh. is a critical hit as he turns his attention on Velmay. All right. Roll the damage. Minimum damage, eight points. Well, okay, on the plus well, side, Domain also that. has the most hit points out of all of them, I Great. think. Great, I'm going to so. stab him some more. As, yeah, as Aquilin turns, starts to scream, thrust out his weapon at Velmain, um, and just surprised. And Velmain, also being confused, gets to make a flat check. So. Good. Hey! Yes, Velmain! <laughs> Sorry, Velmain, I have to stab oh. him some more. Brother, please! <laughs> Come on. Oh, God. You know me. You know oh, me. Oh, God. I roll an 18 for a 22. Oh, God. Stop stabbing me. 22 hits. Yeah. Ow, 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 ow. God. Let's do 11 damage. Why? Oh, I told more than just great. Aquilin. Aquilin, I'm not playing, bro. Stop. I'm not playing. <laughs> One more time. Oh, God. Come on. All right, all right. 14 for a 13 is not going to do it. Okay. A 13 will not Thank do it. Thank goodness. No. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Dig deep. Sorry. You know me. <laughs> you can do it. I like to we're going to do this for everybody. Uh, so, unfortunately, no. that does, however, mean that, uh, you know, Felmain shakes free of the... Uh, well, good for Velmain. ...of the confusion. And also, uh, as we reach the end of Aquellan's turn, uh, taking us to Velmain, Aquellan also loses uh, both the frightened and confused condition. Oh, no. oh thank goodness it's only uh, for a round. Uh, oh, I, I, I didn't. I got you, bro. I got you. <laughs> now we make Rick roleplay to himself. Medic. You know what, though? On the plus side, this does mean you can technically knock sense into people. Yeah, it's true. Nice. You can technically just slap someone in the face for non-lethal mm. damage and be like, get a hold of yourself, and then slap them. And they and get it doesn't seem to last as long, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I'm more just worried about Lucia, like, you know, critically <laughs> uh, yeah, somebody. And killing one of these guys? Yeah, yeah. yeah me well, too. Well, one thing at a time. That actually brings us to Velmain. Yeah, I mean, maybe his best action is to just try to, like, slap some sense into them. Um, <laughs> Wake up, slap. A gentle stab, you know? <laughs> a non-lethal non stab. Mm. All right, well, let's go on ahead. You know what? 
Sure, let's do that. He'll put away his dagger, I think, as his first action. And then let's go ahead and try to slap Menu first. So come out of this. <laughs> Dig deep. Menu. I know generally Sorry. speaking, you don't like me, but please. <laughs> <laughs> don't try to kill me. God. It's All not right. my fault. I ate your trail rations. I'm just very hungry. <laughs> I know they had your name on them and everything, but (laughs) (laughs) that is a four for a 16. Uh, Because she is frightened. That is her AC. (laughs) Oh, excellent. (laughs) That is actually her AC. All right. So, I mean, this is, uh, let's see here. He slaps her for six points of non-lethal damage. Wow. (laughs) He's Um, strong. All right. Let's select me. Tell me what the she turns back around. (laughs) All right, uh, flat check. Nope. Yeah. I've rolled a nine. Then she steps Uh, up. It is not an 11. Hit me again. (laughs) Hit me maybe one more time. Oh, God. Uh, I don't like this. Um, Vilmaine will try. (laughs) That's a 17 for a 25. (laughs) That almost crits, but it doesn't, so hey. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, Let's see here. He slaps her for another seven points of non-lethal damage. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Uh, D20, I don't roll like it. this. Oh. <laughs> I rolled it Now she All really right. thinks she'll yeah, be the slaps her. She's like, I'll kill you. And she turns back. <laughs> <laughs> I made it work. Although weirdly confused, she attacks randomly. She may not attack the person attacking her. <laughs> That's it's not the attack turn. the last person I that attacked think, you I think anymore. Just go hit Ava once because I'm, I'm a lost cause. <laughs> He's out of actions. Mm. He's out of actions, yeah. You put away oh, his dagger. Oh, yeah, you stored your dagger. That's right. Yeah, so I had a, a fist with which to slap. Taking us from there. As another of the scum swims out of the darkness. This is reminding me a lot of that tavern brawl we had a while back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where Nicola jumps into the center and then suddenly gets ganked. Yep. Yep. yep this is looking bad. A little bit. Ah! One of, ah! Ooh. I was literally about to say one of them is going to roll a 20 eventually. That, and, is, a, uh, that is a perfect 20 to strike the rogue. Yeah, that'll do. Oh, man. <laughs> I'll be there eventually. It's all good. Well, how's that going to help Niccolo? Ow! So a total of 20 points of damage as he Ugh. rams his trident down into Ow. Niccolo. Ugh. Retracts All it right, and that then one hurts. <laughs> thrusts again. Stop it. That is a 21 to strike the rogue. Nope, not going to do it, though. So Yikes. you power through. Uh, again, you manage to finally get around and guard yourself, but being attacked from uh, five sides is making this a little difficult for you. A little bit. You're basically um, Alice in the Brady Bunch, practically, at this point. <laughs> that takes us from uh, there to Menu. Uh, I right, believe it's confused. So uh, she's kind of clumped in the center here. Uh, but technically speaking, it's any person, period. Yeah, so anybody I'm going to bounce a d20 see. and see what happens. Come on, somebody far away. You're, you're wanting a 16 or higher. Ah. That's a 14. Okay. So she's going to dart out, for starters. That's like... Felbane slaps her twice. She's like, I'll kill you! Or this guy! And then goes swimming <laughs> off. I'll kill you! Wait, who are you? Goodbye! Closes on Niccolo. I feel like I deserve this. Niccolo's no good, very bad day this is. Oh my god. Niccolo's no good, very bad day. Adrian just this looks little... at Victoria like, ah, uh, you got him, right? Uh... Uh... Alright, let's go. I don't know. Mm, mm, I don't either. Um, it's time to kill. Oh, it's just Jordan. Maybe his luck will be okay. Don't say that! <laughs> don't say <laughs> it! <laughs> Jessica! <laughs> it's okay, I didn't crit! 
I roll a, a nine for a, a twenty or eleven a for twi- a twenty. A twenty's not going to do it. So okay. Honestly, I think if anything else, this has really shown that underwater marauder is paying off in spades for Nico. <laughs> <Lord of Light. laughs> that and that's odd have been the stars of the show. In uh, this maybe does get another attack, however. Yeah, she does. Yeah. She's going to thrust a dagger. Stop! Stop! Oh god! <laughs> Jordan Jenkins. <laughs> All right, roll a perfect twenty for a twenty-six. <laughs> of course, that would a twenty-six right. normally be a hit. Yeah, twenty-six would normally no, be. Six, two. At least it's only. At least it's only the dagger, but I hit you for fourteen. Oh, oh God! Rams her dagger into Nicolo's mm-hmm. back before uh, snapping free of it. Oh, oh God! <laughs> I, I didn't. She begins to right. try to apologize as uh, as we cut to Victoria. Yeah. I am going to uh, swim past Maynu up behind Nicolo. Okay. I do need you to make an acrobatics check because, or sorry, an athletics check because you are swimming. Mm. Hmm. I roll an 18 for uh, 26. Yeah, you critically succeeded. You could have moved 15 feet if you wanted to. I will devise a stratagem and then I shall striketh at the reef claw. Okay. If the stratagem goes well. <laughs> and hopefully it will. And 12 for 26. I'll take that. All right. A 26 is a strike as you dive to the uh, the four stab out with your rapier. Uh, that will be for 11 points of damage. Ouch. Nice. A vicious hit as you stab into this reef claw, thrusting deep into it, although unfortunately it is still going. Well, that's unfortunately all my However, it does not seem to be happy with you. I didn't imagine he would be. That takes us from there to Adriasila. Ah, uh, well, step one is I'm going to cast Stabilize in Cerecia. That would be okay. a good idea. That's a good idea, yep. Yep, 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 yep. So stabilize, that's happening. And then with my last action, I'm going to draw my healing potion moderate, because I'm sure we're going to need it. That All right. <laughs> you are probably not wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right. So unfortunately, that takes us from Adria to mm-hmm. Lucia. Yeah. And also, unfortunately, I'm ending the episode. Oh, no. Dang it! I'm the oh, God. That's very rude of you. Lucia punch someone? Question? Yeah. I'm not punching. I'm stabbing. I'm confused. She will be stabbing. That's true. <laughs> but not power attacking. Just stabbing. No, just stabbing. Mm-hmm. But that's also bad because I hit a lot. I know. <laughs> Maybe you'll stab a bad guy. I'm hoping and, I stab a bad man. And then I started stabbing. Yep. <laughs> Lucia, now played by Danny DeVito. I'm just telling you, if you stab the wizard, he's going to electrocute you. (laughs) Sorry, our wizard, Cesare. Because he gets two targets. He can hit you with one of them. But you know who would never stab us? Our patrons. Our patrons. (laughs) You know who would never attack randomly? Our patrons. Unless we They would only attack with intent. Unless they're confused. (laughs) Only with murderous intent. They might be confused by this segue. But we do want to take an opportunity to, of course, thank all of our amazing patrons for their continued patronage, their support. Uh, You are all phenomenal. And uh, while our party may be confused and all the rest of that, we here at Find the Path, we are not confused uh, to the amazing people that have been supporting us this entire time. I was about to say, I'm glad you don't think you're confused all the time because I'm definitely confused <laughs> sometimes. This fight but confuses no, me. I'm not confused about our patrons. This fight has been a roller coaster so far because, like, it was like, mm. oh, that lightning bolt was really bad. But honestly, you know, it could have been worse. And then, like, Nicolo got in there. It's like, oh, man, Nicolo's already grappling and did a crazy <laughs> good hit. And then, mm. and then he got jumped by everything <laughs> by in yeah. Little did we know the wizard was bait. 
Yep. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh, surprise. But yeah, we do want to take an opportunity to, of course, thank our patrons. And as we so often do, we would like to thank more than a few of them by name. And I would like Woo. to start by thanking Brett Shields. Thank you, Please, Brett. Brett. Thank Thanks, you, Brett. Brett. Thank, thank you, Brett. Brett. Thank you, Brett. Good name. Very cool. I'd like to thank Chris Levesque. Well, thank you, Chris. Right. Yes. Chris. Chris. Hello, Chris. Thank Levesque. You, Chris. Any name with a good Q in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I would like to thank Michael Smith. Well, thank Thanks, you, Michael. Michael. Thank I right, appreciate Michael. it, Michael. Yeah. Always get a lot of support from the Michaels out there. Mr. The Mikes Smith. and the Michaels. Mr. Smith. <laughs> and I would like to thank Finnebar. Oh, that's a great right. Finnebar. Finnebar. Yeah. I want to make a druid centaur named Finnebar. <laughs> oh, it's very wonderful. Gaelic or something. Mm. Fiddabah. Yes. And I would like to thank Andrew Sturtevant. Thank you, Andrew. Yeah, all right. Thank, thank you, Andrew. Andrew. All right. And I would like to go on and thank Sean Landcammer. Mm. So well, we appreciate you, the Sean. support, Sean. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Sean. It's a great Classic name. Sean spelling. Yeah. <laughs> Classic yes. Sean. Yes. Classic Sean. I used to think it was pronounced seen. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I think everybody at some point goes through that. I have that. a cousin named Sean, and that's how it's spelled, so I've known. I've been in the know. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you know. all for your continued patronage and support. You are all amazing. We greatly appreciate you. We greatly appreciate everyone as part of our greater Find the Path community. It's now the new year for those of you listening. It is now uh, in the in the grand year 2024. And 2023 was very good for the pod. And we hope 2024 will be even better. So mm-hmm. thank you all for your patronage and support through the last year. And uh, we hope that you'll continue to join us through this next year as we inch, inch, inch our way closer and closer to a weekly release of this phenomenal show. So uh, hopefully maybe 2024 will be the year. We will see. Prepare One to hear us be hope. real excited and worried. That's right. <laughs> yep. But we do want to take an opportunity to uh, thank also our Find the Path tier patrons. And we, in fact, even have a few new Find the Path tier patrons Ooh. to thank. Hmm. So what I would like to us. start by thinking, uh, well, let me go ahead and go through these. I would like to thank English Bob. Oh, hello. All right. Oh, hey. <laughs> English nice. Bob, I love that. Very nice. <laughs> Andrew Miller, Braden Worrell, Colin Bill, Eric and Lisa Junker, Gary S., Ian Date, Jessica Vetterly, Jim C., John Koo, Joshua Saldana. Uh, new member Justin M. Thank you, Justin. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Justin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Lewis Ellis, Robert Beach, Sandy, Siren Roll, TJ Khan, and Travis. Thank you, oh, Travis. Travis. All right. oh, thank, thank you, Travis. So right. thank you guys. all. Thank you all for your continued patronage and your support. And uh, check back in with us next time as uh, we have nearly reached. Uh, we have reached the clump because again, it was basically bad guy Nicolo. Then a whole bunch of other bad guys and uh, aquatic elves. And then we reached the 17, 16, 15, 15 initiative part that is actually the, uh, the main group. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, right one now. one round of combat hasn't even passed yet. Yeah, yeah we're halfway through this round. I'm sure right now Cesare is just sitting there rubbing his temple like, I really regret letting it, Lucia go first in the initiative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that was a mistake. I should never do that again. Me. <laughs> I will always go first from hither forth. I, I'm real worried I'm going to kill somebody. I would like to cast Lightning Arc and catch Lucia. That's what I said. <laughs> if you hit the wizard, he hit back. Sure. He can make you bleed your own blood. He could. I, can. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't bleed if I was electrocuted. Oh, sorry. I was talking about blood. Vendetta. Actually, no. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if oh, Cesare did make you bleed your own blood, however, then you would at the very mm-hmm. least get a chance to break free. Check. But it's Jordan. Yeah, rolling, but that so spell we'll goes on forever, and I'm not going to bleed Lucia to death. Yeah, you would bleed That's a Please time. don't. Regardless, though, uh, I guess check back in next time to see how uh, how our heroes are going to get out of this pickle. Mm-hmm. And until next <laughs> time, good luck, Pathfinders. 
Good luck. Good luck out there. At least it's not Ava again, because I thought she was just going to be unconscious, and that girl has had too many too many unconsciousnesses recently. It's really not healthy to go unconscious that often. I know, right? Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Hell's Rebels is copyright 2015. Hell's Rebels and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Find the Path Ventures have converted Hell's Rebels from Pathfinder to Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Conversion notes are available to our Patreon backers at patreon.com backslash findthepath. You're not hurting anyone else today. I find that unlikely. <laughs> <laughs> he talks like the big roach guy from Men in Black. A little bit, yeah. Oh, sugar. Sugar. <laughs> he would like more sugar. A pet cat. He meant worlds to me. Sugar. <laughs>